back again for the 21st podcast. Appreciate everybody that's been down with us from the from the jump, you know. Just uh, been getting out the mud, trying to make it happen. Today we're doing it solo. And if you've been watching the Bearcats basketball team this season, it has been very interesting. They had a four-game winning streak and had a week off. You know, the weather was a little crazy, so I guess that's why they didn't play any games during uh, during last week until Sunday. And Sunday, they played against the top dog in the conference in the Houston Cougars, and they got dog walked straight dog walked on the road 90 to 52 and if you watch that game man for about six six minutes the Bearcats looked like they were going to at least be competitive everybody kind of knew like all right you you expected them to lose that game if you're real with yourself and if they pulled off the upset that's cool I think them playing against no, Houston losing to ECU earlier in the week didn't help. But at the same time, nobody thought they would get dog walked on the road against Houston 90 to 52. So that's what we're going to talk about pretty much most of this podcast because you can't gloss over it. This isn't something that you can just bat your eye at like this didn't happen, you know. If you've been following this team for so many years, I understand it's a new coach. Um, you know, Mick, for, you know, he was here. I'm trying not to compare Mick and JB just because I don't think it's fair yet. But at the same time, the standard was set. I feel like Houston might have blew out UC like one time. Not like that, but maybe by a 20 ball, maybe. I want to say a few years ago. But... Normally those games are real scrappy. You see wins. Some I feel like it might have been one year where Houston kind of dominated, but then it's always went back and forth. Those were kind of the two rivals besides UConn um, that you can honestly say like these two two teams mirror each other and they're fighting for the top of the conference. And last year I want to say UC at least split with them. And I'm not looking at the stats right now, so if I'm wrong, that's cool. You can call me out on it. Especially for somebody that covers the team, I should know that or I should look that up, but I'm not about to do it, so you just got to roll with me. But, um, you know, for them to get handled like that and it to be so easy and it looked like, it looked like, honestly, that game was like, I'm trying to think of an accurate comparison, but it's almost like you got a big brother, right? You take your big brother over. Somebody talks stuff to you. You know they used to go fight or maybe when you were a little bit smaller, you know, they kind of got over on you, right? So now you're like, I got my big brother. And I feel like Houston was big brother and you see was just a little was a little bully that you former bully that turned into somebody that fears God now. You know what I mean? That doesn't uh use their hands <laughs> actively. So it's like <laughs> it was like, you know, Houston was like, nah, I still want that smoke. And UC was like, no. It was like on national TV. So, you know, UC's been playing on ESPN Plus a lot. Um, ESPN 2 a little bit here and there. And then they get their one, you know, shining moment in a previously 7-7 season to play Houston and have a chance to maybe 
pull off an upset and it gets splattered. It sent the fan base in the uproar. It sent old players in the uproar. And I honestly can't blame him. <laughs> like, and it's crazy because I've been like the John Brandon apologist all like the whole time he's been here, you know. And I still don't. I'm not throwing the, the towel in on it, but at the same time, this week has been a lot fast for the Bearcats. You get no games. One of your your best prospect that you recruited, Zach Harvey opts out i know they're saying i know they're saying there's um mental issues just because of covid and stuff like that i understand that but from if you look at jeremiah davenport's um you know social media you look at keith williams social media i would bet whatever's in my savings account that zach harvey's not gonna be a wear red and black anymore like it's over and that's not me for me talking to zach harvey but if I was a betting man, I would bet a significant amount of money that Zach Harvey's not coming back to play for UC. He might come back to play at UC, but it's not going to be in the Bearcats uniform. So you take that and then you go down to Houston and lay a huge egg, huge egg. And I think people people were going to complain regardless if they lost because of how far the teams fell in you know, 365 days per se, but people are super outraged, super outraged because of this loss. Like, I mean, if you go online and you just follow Bearcat fans, it's a lot going on and you really can't like, it's nothing that you can really uh, hang your hat on for this team right now because it's a lot going on. You still got Chris Volt starting. Then there's rumors that Chris Volt may be coming back next year. So that's we'll see where that goes. So that he could, you know, take it be a senior senior next year, you know. And I don't know how the fan base isn't gonna jump for joy for that because um, we don't have anybody that is set to come in for the 2021 class. So people aren't happy about that at all. You know, and then from the beginning of the season, it was supposed to be at least two spots. No, three, I think. My bad. I'm tripping. Three spots because you got, uh, you had Rap that left already. Keith Williams, I don't think he's going to play two senior years. I think he's going to try to get paid. I just believe that. I just believe Keith's going to be um, either overseas or sneaking in on some NBA team or on the G League next year. I just see that happening. And um, I don't think he's coming back for another year. And that's just, that's not me from talking to Keith. That's just what I believe. And then Chris Volk may come back. So then you got two to three slots. Well, actually four slots, three to four slots, because I'm telling you, Harvey's not coming back, bro. Like, if if you think Harvey's coming back, I got something to sell you. I got something to sell you. I got some, some land in Florida, I, some water in Florida I need to sell you swamp or something like development um what's that what's the thing that that ja Rule had the irish festival whatever that was called fire festival i got i got some stock in that i could sell you if you think he's coming back but um and that's just me speculating but who am i right just the guy that's around the, the team a little bit so if i'm wrong i'm wrong I, you can call me out on it but you have no games zach harvey leaves <laughs> and then you go get dog walked by your 
biggest rival um, on national TV, on ESPN, on ESPN one, on a Sunday on a nice Sunday afternoon. You know, so it was crazy. Like the game was atrocious. Like after they started off so good, like Mikey even hit a three, and they were up. 13-8, they looked solid, and they started having a couple turnovers. Then they went up after Deuce tip, it was 19-18, and then uh, Houston went on a 32-7 run before halftime. And it got so bad that at the end, they put the walk-on in, and walk-on them splashing threes on them. But uh, it's interesting because, like, I don't know, the silver lining is, I don't know, I think you have to start Tari Eason and just live with it because I don't if you lose you lost Harvey already I don't see how you can lose Eason like I think they got to do whatever they can to make sure Eason is going to be back next year because that's my only silver lining for this team honestly because you got Jeremiah Davenport who's shown an increase coming into the season at the end of the season I saw I thought how good Davenport was playing Davenport Harvey Eason, that's your future, and everybody else builds. You know, you got David DeJulius, who would be a senior and maybe able to have another year or two, possibly, I'm guessing. Um, so then you got him, who's your rock guy, and then you got other guys showing that they could possibly be good role fillers, like, um, let's see, who, uh, like, Mason, you know, Mason Madison, hopefully his, his brother comes back, and then you, know, you got Mike Adams-Woods, who's always going to be that fringe I mean, right now he's the sixth man, I guess, but he's either going to be like a guy that starts or it's going to be just an instant offense off the bench. He's been playing pretty well. Um, but nobody played well yesterday, so you can't even um, say anything about that. But Michael Adams was been playing well, so I feel like he's that guy that's either going to be your starter at the two or he's going to be your sixth man and he's going to do his thing. Um, but this team – like, where do you go? Like, where do you go? Because I just feel like if they lose Eason, if you think people are not, not, not pro, are against John Brandon now, it's going to be – people have pitchforks, dude, if he loses Eason after losing Harvey. And if the thing about it, what hurts the most, because most of the time you can say, hey, all right, that was mixed recruit. Like, if Keith Williams walked out, he's a senior now, which I doubt he would do. But if he walked out, oh, that's a mixed guy. So maybe, the, you know, whatever. If Cumberland would have left last year, that's a mixed guy. You know, if Trey Scott would have left last year during the season, that's a mixed guy. But um, the Jay Sorolla thing, I don't think it really bothered me because we'll go back to last year's Jay Sorolla leaving. And with that, Chris Volt really wasn't supposed to play last year. He got that waiver late, and Sorolla got hurt during the season. He was still getting a lot of playing time, and he was pretty effective. But then Do took a step, and then it kind of pushed Sorolla to getting way less minutes. So I understood that with how well Volt was playing last year, and then Do taking that jump. And plus you had Trey Scott, who was the rock. You know what I mean? So I, that's another thing. We miss Trey Scott a lot. And, and that hurts. You, you replace Trey Scott with a freshman, which is he's a very talented freshman, which I think could play the next level. And you could just see the talent. But at the same time, like Trey has been tested at this level. And he, he just he's just that guy that you can't. 
play stats on. Like he's just one dude, and he was averaging a double double last year. So it was just like it's tough. Um, but but Easton, they can't lose Easton, man. That's that's the thing because as bad as yesterday was, if they lose Easton, that game that game won't even matter anymore. It'll just be they lost Tari Easton after losing uh, Zach Harvey. So that that's what. I'm watching for that's that's my thing because you know everybody knows if you pay attention her mom his mom has some very cryptic tweets um you just you don't know like you have to decode stuff with her and that's just maybe how she is which you know she seems like a fan of the team she's kind of fun but at the same time the more that she tweets out especially during these trying times you got to kind of read into them because you see well, I guess Sunday he played a decent amount of time, but before then his minutes have been real sporadic lately since the since the comeback where he was starting. Now he's coming off the bench, so that's kind of something to read into, man. Especially after Harvey leaving, and, and she's definitely voiced her opinion about Harvey dipping. You know that that, that caught me off guard. I'm not gonna lie, um, I didn't see that coming, but it, we're here. So uh, people that that don't like Brandon have a lot of ammunition right now, and people that are like on a fence you really can't you can't argue you really can't argue right now because you're seven and eight i know it's COVID, but at the same time everybody is dealing with COVID. but when you got your 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 high recruit that you recruited leaving it definitely leaves you open for exposure and you don't have anybody on deck for 2021 that class is still bare and you know you need big men I mean, Victor Lachin, maybe he, maybe he's it. But at the same time, the track record on big men, Eason is the one, um, isn't good right now. So, like the faith, the faith is obviously not there from the fan base. So, with it not being there from the fan base, with no recruits, it, it can be, it can be real interesting because if the Bearcats can get, like I said, I talked, I said this on a roundtable maybe a couple months ago, even before they went on the streak. If they they need a guy that's just an athletic guy that can rebound and dunk and just play, make smart basketball plays, because as good as Easton is, he's not a bruiser. Like you know, some guys are just bruisers. He's real athletic. He can play down there, and he's solid. He's not soft. Um, I wouldn't say soft, but he's not that guy that's just. I think he'll be even better if he can be a help side blocker. And he, he can block stuff, you know, he could chase down, he's real athletic, he'll move, you know, he can do everything. But they need that guy that just eats up space and just can tear the rim off and block shots because they don't have that. I know Gabo had the six blocks the other day, but at the end of the day, all season it's been a layup line really against him for real. He's kind of changed lately, but it's been a layup line. So just keeping it real. I mean, they got they gotta get somebody that can defend that paint because this isn't what people are accustomed to and seeing in UC basketball. And you know, even you know, if you go back to Huggins and whoever, and I'm just saying, like if you watched it and you didn't know the, didn't know who was coaching, you knew they were gonna play physical. And UC isn't playing physical right now. That's what's shocking everybody. And I think that's what got everybody, has everybody worried and they're rightfully worried because. The bigs, man, UC normally has, even if they're not great scorers, they normally have real physical bigs. Just think of, like, the Justin Jacksons. He developed, you know, Trey Scott, he developed. 
But at the same time, he didn't come into the paint. Even if you think about like Kenyon Martin, Kenyon Martin didn't come in just all world. He developed into that guy. But when he came in, he was already legit on defense. He's going to try to block some shots. He was going to rebound, do stuff like that. And right now, they are lacking that at, at the bigs. I think their guards would be fine if they had big man play. I think the because um, the only way to be successful, I feel like, is to play small for real. But at the same time, if they're going to write this ship next year, next year, they got to get some bigs that, that can play physical. That's just all it is to it. But in the AAC, you can't get away with finesse guys. Even if you get a six seven dude that's just a brolic kind of dude, you got to get it. Because like, Houston is not going away. Houston is UC with shooters. Like, flat out. Kelvin Sampson has their old UC with shooters. And that's that's the difference, man. I mean, they scored 90 points against UC. And that's just, you know, that's old UC, but they have scores. Now, even when, you know, before McLaugh, I said they turned it. I even, you know, talked to people during the game. I said, man, they're turning into UC with shooters. And that's scary, you know. And when you see it's just like. You know, um, kind of treading water, and it's and they're not treading in the right direction. You know what I mean? So we'll see where that goes. Um, I understand why everybody's kind of ticked off, man. I mean, you got you know former former players pissed that they lost by thirty eight, man, and uh, nobody can argue with them. Like if you're arguing with them because they're mad, uh, it's kind of counterproductive. I mean. I don't think they'll fire fire Brandon. You know what I mean? I don't think so. He still got time, but he the, the the time the time that I thought would not. I thought they wouldn't be here this soon. Personally, me personally, even with the with the pandemic, I didn't think so. And that wasn't this game didn't push. I don't I don't know. I'm not won't lie. This game made everything more urgent because how they got pumped. You know, even with the four-game winning streak, we knew they didn't really play anybody that was world beaters. But a win is a win. That's all that matters. Um, but nobody expected them to just get punched punched in the mouth like that. On the road against a conference conference opponent, I mean, maybe about 20 and it fades away. You could take it. You know, if it's just a pure 20 of losing by 12 and it just faded away, all right. People would have been pissed. But they wouldn't have had as much ammunition as they have today. But they got four games in eight days. If they go win some of those, people maybe calm down. But no matter what, how many games they win to close out the season, that that Houston game is going to sting, and them not having any any recruits on deck is going to sting. I think personally, because now if we don't have recruits now, you you got to think there's wait playing the transfer game. And we've seen what they can't do. They can't go, they can't go lower level to try to get a big. It just doesn't work. They haven't hit on them. They haven't hit on them because you you need an athletic athletic guys in this conference, and that's just what it is. You can't have that slow footed dude that can't move. He might have could have scored in, you know, not even eight ten. I won't even I won't even dog the eight ten like that. Um, but I'll think of some other other leagues. I'm drawing a blank, so you guys are lucky. But the A10, I wouldn't even dog the A10 because A10 got some dogs. They keep some dogs. But um, 
they can't get somebody from the Patriot League again. Like, I'm sorry, you just can't. I just, you can't do it. Because this league's a different league. It might not be the Big Ten, but the top three or four teams normally can play with all the teams around the, around the country. And if people disrespect them, they can win. They can pop them, you know. So it is what it is on that. But they, they, they got to get some bigs, and they cannot lose Easton. If they lose Easton, man, Ooh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck a heck of an off season, man. I don't know how he bounces back from that personally, but we'll see what happens. And then uh, I don't know what else to say, man. I know that this next four games will be super important to see how the season ends and see how they develop, keep developing these young young players. Hopefully, they get some wins in there because, man, if you check Bearcat Twitter right now, man, you. We'll see some crazy stuff. People are ready to go Nancy Zimfer on uh, JB right now, man. It's it's real. I mean, I, I noticed it. It's real. So we'll see what happens, man. I, we'll definitely be talking about it, and we, we're going to end this segment. So make sure you just tell me what you think about this. I'll be posting this within within the next 24 hours. So y'all y'all tell me what y'all feel feel about the current state of the Bearcats basketball situation all right i'm signing out on this back for the last segment if you guys listen to the first segment i hope you know we talked about the uc the uc houston game the lack thereof and uh some more things you know but now we're going to talk about some good stuff right Stuff that might should make you happy if you're a Bearcat fan. Um, it, it was been it's been made official that running back coach Darren Page is the new running back coach. Everybody's known that for a few weeks now, but hey, you know sometimes it takes a little bit of time for that ink to dry, and that's what it is. But besides that, the Bearcats got their sixth commit of the 2022 class, and they got big man Ethan Green, three star. Offensive, offensive tackle, my bad, from Fremont Ross High School in North, I think Northwestern Ohio. My bad if I messed that up. But uh, you know, Big Green is the 67th ranked offensive tackle in the nation, 23rd best player in Ohio. Had offers to Iowa State. Who well, I've always said is always the team. It's the team that you see is you know, knocked off far as a lot of recruits. Um, but like I said, he had offers to Iowa State, Miami of Ohio, and Tulane, and other other schools as well. But the other thing that's super interesting, I think he's like an All-American wrestler. So you get a 6'7", 275-pound freshman, or 270-pound freshman coming in the door, and he has a wrestling background similar to Coach Fick. So that's pretty dope, I think. Um, and it's just crazy how they just keep recruiting solid players from, you know, the state of the state of Cincinnati is what they call it now. So it's pretty dope to see them be able to consistently stay in Ohio, stay around Ohio, and even extend out of Ohio when need be, or out of the state of Ohio, or, or the, the you know the tri-state area. So that is good news. Get another big man for the 2022 class. 
I mean, pretty much everybody that they sign now, at least you know that it won't have that uh, Freeman effect. So that's that's pretty good, you know, as they lost, um, you know, Mumu because of the Freeman effect. And uh, what was the other kid they lost? Was it Mumu and uh, the outside linebacker? Um, I think he was from Florida, but I mess, I mess, I don't want to mess the young man's name up, so I'll leave it alone. So they lost those two, but I like how they're still pumping, and that is good news when you need and when you need it. So you know you get another recruit, big man, and even though the Bearcats are in the AAC, man, they are still building this team to be a P five team type team where teams are going to be in for a heck of a fight no matter who it is. There might be a couple of the top-tier teams that can knock them off, but, it, you know, the Alabamas and Ohio States currently right now, that's about it, you know. But because, you know, you saw how they played it against Georgia in the, in the Peach Bowl. They did lose, but and that's what hurts, I think, you know, Fick the most because he said, like, I can't even watch that. And I understand why it hurts because they know they gave that game away against a super talented team they competed and they out competed that team and they still lost you know do hit a 54 yard field goal to win the game but it is what it is but they're still recruiting at a super high level man and it's it's beautiful to see that's all i can say man with how the basketball team is looking right now to look at the football team it's kind of like the breath of fresh air man for everybody so um keep doing your thing you know, you know, I've had a few football coaches on on the podcast, and I appreciate their time, man. They're both both good guys. So, um, the staff, man, they just get it. Like everybody has that same when they talk about that program, they have that same response, but it's like not robotic. Like those dudes are like happy. You know what I'm saying? Like super happy. You can see it. Like you can see it on their face when they're talking. So you can hear their voice. It's genuine, man. And that's why they're getting these young guys to come come play for them. And then you got these young men that's about to go pro, you know, in a few months. And I think it's just going to keep picking up, man, because, you know, you got James Wiggins about to get drafted. I highly believe that Derek Force is going to get drafted. You know, you got, you know, my guy, uh, James Hudson, who I think could possibly be one of the highest drafted you see people in a long time, especially a Fickles heir, you know, and, uh, you know, you got a punter that's going to get drafted. I feel like, you know, James, James Smith is going to get drafted. I don't see how he's not. He's just too good. And uh, it's going to be interesting, man. It's just going to be super interesting. I think it's just going to keep building. They got a lot of super talented young men that, that really didn't play that much last year that can possibly be red shirts um, just because of that punt year. You know, see how it goes. But they got some super talented young men in the wings that might get – they're getting pushed back because people are staying – but I think I think they're so good they're going to get to play a little bit more next year just because they're going to have that full year under their belt. But we'll see, man. It's just going to be a lot, a lot of interesting stuff. And, and this this program, you know, the football side of it is giving you that 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 pride, that that happiness where the basketball team right now is kind of treading. So uh, just keep pushing on the football side, and everybody. Just keep at least looking at that and being happy with that part of the uh, of the of the train. So, you know, um, I want to touch, you know, women's basketball. I know it's not been a great season um, for them, but uh, Amari Thomas has been getting a lot of props, and I think she's um, she's up for an award. And I don't have the award in my face, but if you go to, I'm going to post it on my site on the front office news um, tonight. But if you go to the, the Go Bearcats website. 
Make sure you guys vote for her. She's up for an award. No, the season's been rough, but she's one of the best players in the country, and we got to show her, show her some love on that. So make sure you guys do that. also want to give props to my interns, man, um, Justin Justin Summers and Neil Meyer. Uh, they've been doing their thing. Um, Neil's actually been the one taking taking the volleyball thing. Cause I don't know anything about volleyball, bro. So I'm not going to lie to y'all about that. But he, he's been taking it by his horns and been getting you guys content. So I appreciate you guys checking those posts out. I want to get Bailey props for, you know, taking mass pictures all season, you know, giving people another another way to see see the games, you know, after the game, you know. So uh, that's that's it for this episode. Make sure you guys check out the front office news. Hit the Instagram front office news. Hit Twitter front office news. Hit the site, man, and check me out. Check us out. I'm J T Smith, and I'm signing out. Y'all have a good.